What's up, everybody? We are back with another episode of Sheeple's Army. Episode 10. Is this 10? Yeah, this is 10. This is 10. This is our oh, yeah. double-digit double digit territory now, um, which Look is different. It's new. It's going to be totally they, different. They said we would never out. make it this far. <laughs> That's right. Haters will say it's photoshopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's our uh, our first post-election episode. Um, yeah. Been a, been a pretty wild, uh, wild turbulent week. Um, yeah. and I'd just like weekend. to say uh, congratulations to President Jeb Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Vice President Herman Cain. Don't want to forget about him. <laughs> Vice President Hologram of Herman Cain. <laughs> um, so uh, how, how are you guys doing this week, Justin and TJ? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I shouldn't be laughing, but yeah. I had a, a family member pass away. It's not funny, but I don't know what That's else right. to say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, I've been out of town. Um, I just got back in last night, caught up on a bunch of homework. I got to go catch a quick COVID test tomorrow, but doing good. Sure. Well, welcome back. Um, sorry, yeah, that, baby. Sorry, even even doing like yeah, having to go do that and deal with that. That's circle of life. Yeah, it sucks, but you know, she was really old and she lived a good life. So totally, definitely. Yeah, Really, um, yeah, all you, all you can ask for. She was old as concerned. hell, almost 100. <laughs> oh. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome, yeah. You got to respect that. Um, oh, yeah. Takes, you know, takes a lot to live that long. And actually, last time I saw her, she was like hella roasting my sister, who was a Republican, and saying it was like talking about not allowing her in her house because like she was a Republican. So that's <laughs> <my> grandma. <laughs> that's awesome. Your grandma's kind of based. Friend of the pod, my dead grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I yeah. have been dealing with a lot of uh, back pain this weekend and week, and actually the past like several weeks and uh, years, um, but especially Damn. these past weeks. Um. But yeah, I have a, uh, a condition. So like sometimes, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into specifics, but I have uh, like mu- like muscle spasms at various points. So I have okay. one of those right now. And like working from home and sitting at the my desk chair all the time is uh, definitely pretty bad for that, unfortunately. So, so as everyone's probably um, picked up on by now, we had a pretty good week over here. <laughs> <in our camp. laughs> Really good stuff. We're all feeling fine. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, well, you know, okay. So at least let's see the election. Um, it was looking like it was going to be bad, or at least I was. I was not feeling too good on election night when we were streaming. Um, yeah, for sure. But uh, I was at least a little worried. I mean, you know, you were not a little worried. You were like was, yeah, was fully bad. pilled. You were like ready, ready for, to be the Joker. Like. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> wow, um, we could only I hope. Was fully uh, peeled. <laughs> um, <I'm... laughs> That's, that might be a mischaracterization, but uh, a slight one. Yeah, but uh, but 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 Biden pulled it out. Um, the yeah, the they, they managed they managed to do it. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Okay. Biden pulled it out. <laughs> 
said about said, probably said about Hunter Biden at this point, not about Definitely. Joe. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I was wrong. You were wrong. I'm glad you were, that I was yeah, wrong. Oh yeah, you were you were wrong. But the thing um, is, I I was mostly saying that I thought Trump was going to win. That way, if he did, I just wouldn't be like so defeated. Right. You wanted to look cool, TJ. It's okay. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to look a little cool. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like to yeah. my sunglasses and <laughs> deal with it. You do. You always want to predict the outcome that is least likely to happen because no one's going to remember when you predict the one that is likely yeah. to happen. But if you that's predict, saying, you always go with the one that's least likely to happen. Every once in a while, you're bound to look like uh, like Nostradamus over here, right? Yeah, that's really true. true. But. But yeah, he pulled. He 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 did it. He he made it happen. It wasn't it wasn't pretty. He did. But he he made it happen. The uh, the Democrats in the down ballot races, on the other hand, that that didn't go so well. I guess I guess we're gonna we're gonna kind of get into that later. But you know, would, Biden. Um, yeah. So I would like to to state just once and for all while while we're on the topic of. Uh, of like predicting the outcomes is that the only state that I got wrong was Georgia. So oh, stand really? by my, yeah. Stand by my debate prediction. Uh, not that Are like anyone North, North really cares, <laughs> but, but wait though, has Georgia actually been called now? It hasn't, but it's, I mean, it's like almost definitely going to go to Biden. It would be like really, uh-huh. they're like several thousand vote difference, isn't it? Last time I checked, it was really close. So, um, or at yeah, least sure. in terms, it was like in the thousands. Not, it wasn't like a yeah. lot. Um, I mean, none of this really but, matters because Trump's going to sue and and re- retain his presidency. <laughs> we'll see, man. Yeah, it's been weird seeing Rudy Giuliani and uh, fucking all these other ghouls say like, "Oh, these things are decided in the courts, not by the media." What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> when have these been decided in the courts? That's terrifying. So it's pretty close, but it's not close enough that it uh, was likely to like change in a recount. Like What we're looking at right now is the difference of about 11,500 votes, which I'm pretty sure is a, a number that's larger than any recount that's ever been ter- overturned in history. Right. You know, so doesn't look like they're winning Georgia or Republicans are winning Georgia. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're, although we'll see what happens in those uh, those Senate runoff elections, because there's going to be two yep. of those apparently in Georgia and those are going to be in January, I think. Um, and those will likely determine the whether or not the Democrats uh, actually do gain a majority in the Senate, which I don't think they will. But uh, yeah. that will be the determining factor. Um, and then there's also two other Senate Senate uh, races that have not been called yet. I think it's uh, North Carolina and Alaska. Um, so there's four seats that we don't know the outcome for those yet. Because um, right now, technically, Democrats have it's 48 and 48 right now. Um, oh, okay. Or it's uh, it's yeah, 48 and 48. If you count the two independents who caucus with the Democrats. Um mm-hmm. So that's that's what the Senate is looking like right now. And then in terms of the House, the Democrats still have a majority, but they lost some seats. So, yeah. you know, it could um, be worse. yeah, 
it, it could be worse, I guess. <laughs> Is it, what, what, yeah. One thing that I can abs- absolutely not stand is the whole like preemptive uh one thing that i'm seeing now is that uh no one to the left of biden could have possibly pulled off this victory which i think was like you know fucking nbc or uh also definitely msnbc it's like you know a lot of this weirdly pro-biden and anti-left coverage right i I mean fucking stand yeah, I mean, the, the, I think you had pointed this out, Justin, on when you were on Twitter or whatever. It's like the centrist just barely pulls it off, just like by the skin mm-hmm. of his ass. And everybody, and they're like, you see, that's it. The, you need it. It has to be a centrist, even though yeah. well, this is not know, a resounding victory at all. No, <laughs> no. And, and and 2016 already reputed repudiated that idea, right? Because I mean. Uh, that was what they thought they needed, um, but everybody wanted change, and the Democrats went with the candidate who said that things were not really going to change. It was just going to kind of slowly build, um, mm-hmm. if that, right? Um, and it's people be wanted so change, bad. so they voted for Trump. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's going to be so bad when when Joe Biden is the incumbent if he decides to run for a second term, or Kamala Harris, who didn't oh get God. a single vote in the primary. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is the incumbent like that? Is just like an insane, it's an they're, insane uh, proposition. They're they're trying to make Kamala Harris happen at this point. That's yeah. what's going on. <laughs> like they really wanted it to be her, um, or I think at least a lot of the establishment to make people her. really wanted it to be her. Um, <laughs> I think they made the it happen. I think they did it. They yeah, they kind of did, I guess. But uh, I mean, but then, the like wanted. you said. Well, yeah, and like you said, once they uh, once they try to do it at the presidential level, that might not go well. Especially, I mean, we you know, Trump might be running again in twenty twenty four. God, we can only hope <laughs> he's going to be dead by like next weekend or something. He's just That's he's, also yep, yep. He's apparently binging so much fast food that um, like his aides are lighting scented candles and like fucking in the white house yeah i I think we've basically at this point we've laid out the there are two possibilities for him at this point and it's either it's either that he dies like next week or that he runs for president again in 2024 and wins Mm -hmm. i'm I'm gonna say it would be insane Um, those are the only two possible things that could happen to him at this point though yeah antichrist yeah (laughs) and he's like ha ha and a day's motherfucker Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How long does he have before he has to get out of the uh, White House? We'll find out. You know. Yeah, um, we have. This is. I don't know if. I don't know if it's ever quite gone down like this before. Um, at least not that I. No, definitely not in recent history. I don't know if if no. something happened maybe at some point like in like in the 19th century or something maybe, but uh, not that I know of. You think he's gonna like break <laughs> shit on his way out? <laughs> Like, maybe like, so. harvest his name underneath the desk. I fucking hope so. Man. I hope he defaces here. so much of the White House. Actually, no, I don't hope that. For history's sake, I don't hope that, but maybe just a little bit. It'd be nice if we could just forget that Donald Trump is our president. Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's definitely worked in the past. Just ignore it. Pretend <laughs> it didn't happen. But, um, I mean, no, I think that, uh, one reason that Trump is campaigning so 
you could just say adamantly, but he's not like he's not particularly energetic, but he is oh, just no. like hitting a lot a lot of, all of his notes and soliciting money and getting a lot raising a lot of money. Is that apparently about sixty percent of the money that they are raising is going to repay his campaign debts. So oh, wow. I what I think this is is not necessarily uh, a really serious attempt to still win, but it's more a way to cover his ass and to yeah, just... like so, start to rehabilitate himself and like you know like give his Set base plausible deniability. Amazing. It's perfect. It's kind of the perfect ending, actually, as he scams all these people, all these horrible people. Yeah. People um, fall for it. People I like saw... Lindsey, like Lindsey Graham, who is donating five hundred thousand dollars to this project that Trump's got going right now. Fuck yeah, um, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I saw a lot of it... really good tweets about how Trump got the full twenty twenty experience because he got COVID and then got laid <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, then he's, then he's getting evicted or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You know, Biden. Uh, Biden. He seems he pulled it out in those northern states that we were hoping. You know, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, he, let's see, he pulled it out in Arizona as well. Right. Yep. Um, and then, uh, Nevada too. Yeah. Um, uh, but Arizona was kind of a big, it was kind of a big flip though. Um, yeah. Arizona was pretty close too. And so was Nevada. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, let's see. And then Georgia. So, you know, don't know what's going to happen there yet, but, uh, Florida did not happen. Um, although polling, Polling suggested that it was going to happen, um, yeah. which that's that's one of the best parts of this whole thing, too, is that they're trying to say that um, the way that because of the way that polling is done, um, that it, it's done in such a way that suppresses uh, Republican votes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, the Republicans are now extremely concerned about voter suppression, um, which they always have been. Right. Mm-hmm historically i mean are they really concerned about it or is it like no yeah i'm kidding yeah crying and like praying in front of like yeah yeah it's so dumb. Uh, it's a good way to end 2020 you, you can't you can't disenfranchise people you guys the republicans have been telling us that for a long time i think that it's is- time to listen up oh, oh my god so like, uh, the thing is, like, who, who is a a credible messenger for like actual voter enfranchisement in Congress? Like, very, very few people. True. Very, yeah, it's a good. Very point. few people. Um, um, none of them are Republicans, though. If, it's if, true. If any, if there are any, <laughs> it's really true. Like, um. I think the thing that I that I love even more, though, um, I do love that talking point that the polls are are like biased against Republicans. But mm-hmm. what I love even more is this thing about how um, we were leading at the beginning and then we ended up losing, and so that kind of indicates fraud. Um, <laughs> that's a really like imagine if we established that as some sort of like a legal that's a law uh pretext for like coups <laughs> in the future things are like, really good <laughs> yeah yeah that would uh it would be we'd we'd have a totally different uh that would be a, a totally different kind of democracy we'd have going it's just whoever's winning 
you start you start the stopwatch and then whoever's winning at like 12 hours after the polls close that's the person who wins it's like that episode <laughs> of the office where they play basketball uh i was hoping tyler would get that he's my office buddy i i mean yeah i love the show but i don't i don't it's like right when they get right ahead michael calls the game off because he got hurt oh (laughs) okay perfect yeah who's gonna decide who wins and he goes i guess who was ever up yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah that is that is precisely the 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 uh the grift that we've got going right now um not a bad grift that that's what they're that's what they're that's what they're selling us for sure um, but yeah, Florida, Florida didn't happen. I was kind of hopeful about Florida. I know I said I wasn't, but it, he, mm-hmm. Biden was consistently up. Um, but he, yeah. he he's only up he by like a point and a half. Right. I know. But I was just like, you know what? Obama Biden won it, won it twice, you know, uh, 2008, 2012. So I was like, it could happen. Um, but yeah. you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a total bloodbath, but it wasn't very close either. Yeah. Um, there were some, I mean, it was, it was, uh, yeah, I, I would say it's a fair assessment. Like it, yeah. it was definitely winnable if they hadn't yeah. fucked it up so badly. Yeah. He um, underperformed in, I, and there was something about South Florida, I think too. Yeah, exactly. So in Miami Dade County, uh, it, so this is like the County the predominantly surrounds Miami Metro area. Uh, I think some of it spills over into the uh, county to the west, but uh, this is like a strategically uh, and historically a Democratic stronghold. In 2016, Hillary Clinton won by 30 points there, which is fucking huge. Like that is a, a absolutely massive win percentage. And this year, Biden won by just nine points, which is really, really bad. Yeah, Miami Dade uh, has a huge, uh, huge number of uh, Cuban people uh, as well. I think a quarter of voters are uh, Cuban or uh, of Cuban ancestry. Um, and uh, one thing that I saw that seems to be a, a big imp- had had a big impact here was that Trump was airing Spanish language ads in um, in Miami Dade a month before Biden was. I yep. was thinking about that. Too, yeah. And they were like pretty fanatical anti-communist ads oh, yeah. that had like um, it had stuff about like Castro, um, like Che Guevara. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he kind of seized on the anti-communist sentiment there. And I you know Biden. that'll that'll uh that'll work yeah with comrade biden, <laughs> comrade biden. <laughs> there's also like all of the uh like radio uh ads and things like that they were just like claiming biden was a pedophile <laughs> oh yep <laughs> which is like pretty pretty, pretty funny honestly like <gasps> pretty That's a- wild it is an absolute buck wild thing to do in your campaign like that is like on on like radio facebook like yeah. but yeah just like going straight for, for falsely <laughs> accusing well i guess i mean i don't know he's kind of creepy but yeah was, exactly like you know the I thing know. is I'm kind of on that one. i don't know either I, it's like 
I have absolutely no idea, but Trump is not a credible messenger on this as well. Right, you know? yeah, and making, no, yeah, making uns- unsubstantiated claims about your opponent being a pedophile is pretty, like, it's pretty, it's pretty out there, but it's, it's, it's pretty fucked up. It's, some, it's pretty some Elon Musk shit, dude. Kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's it's fairly characteristic of Trump who who, you know, knew going into this that he was uh that it was going to be close, right? He uh, you know, and he he couldn't have not expected, you know, he this can't come as too much of a surprise to him that he lost. Nah, um, I can't. I think although, that more he's probably just like surprised that people have turned on him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, although, you know what, the Republicans, we can't really say the Republicans have turned on him at this point because only like a handful of, uh, of Republican senators have, have like, you know, uh, reached out to Biden and like congratulated him or whatever. Um, I think a lot of the Republicans are just kind of hanging out, kind of maybe going to lay low when it comes to this and uh, trying to decide how foolish they want to make them. Right. Exactly. Just going to see, just going to see where it goes because, you know, we've got Rudy Giuliani, like you said, Justin, he's, uh, he's out there. He's doing his, uh, doing his thing that he does best. And, and uh, he's going to file a lawsuit as much as the Republicans hate frivolous lawsuits. (laughs) (laughs) um, They're going to, they're going to be filing a lot of them uh, coming up here. That whole yeah. uh, Four Seasons thing was amazing. Also, I thought that, that was, was pretty awesome. That was it was, insane. yeah, yeah. Oh um, man! Someone was, I yeah. follow on on Twitter uh, brought up a good point, which was that by employing Rudy Giuliani to be the public spokesman for this, Trump is actually employing his like second-rate pedophile lawyer behind Alan Dershowitz, <laughs> who is in the Epstein flight logs. Yeah. So, oh yeah, baby! <laughs> totally. Kind of a fun, yeah. interesting internal politics thing about the Trump campaign is why is Rudy doing this if they actually want us to succeed? That's true. That's a really good point, <laughs> dude. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani like used to be kind of like widely respected. Not, not like not that he deserved it, but like as the mayor of New York, I know that like under 9-11, like people thought that he was like a really amazing, like did a really amazing job or whatever. But yeah, uh, there was I mean, a big also, mythos around him because of totally. 9-11. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, but yeah, no, he's also like a fucking racist, like ass. I mean, wasn't, wasn't he, was he like one of the main proponents of the stop and frisk thing in New yeah, York? Big stop and yeah. frisk, dude. Yeah, he's. I mean, Bloomberg, I believe. Right. Yeah, and so, but yeah, he's at this point. He's lost. Even that mythos for him is gone at this point. He's only. He only appeals to like, you know, people who are like hardcore Trump support, like Breitbart reading Trump supporters at this point. Well, he was also Uh, like really big for like cracking down on the mob too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he was like, yeah. He was like a prosecutor um, or like yeah. an attorney or whatever, but he was like really big yeah. for like trying to crack down on the mob, which is like pretty whack in my opinion. <laughs> Can you imagine it's, getting taken down by Rudy fucking Giuliani? It's, it's anti-Italian discrimination. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's true. Is Rudy? He's definitely Italian, right? So he's got it kind of like he. So yeah, he like was able to do it. He he was the American. token Italian who went out and prosecuted all the Italians, so they wouldn't get they wouldn't well, get called like, out. Never mind. I just it was like way too far. Hey, forget <laughs> about it. 
I wonder what myself. TJ was gonna say, but I'm not. No, not it'll be it'll be on him. the on the first Patreon episode. <laughs> first Patreon, it'll just be 30 minutes of TJ just saying uh, epithets for <laughs> Italian people. Cancelable. <laughs> TJ's cancelable corner all, is a only five dollars. Yeah, exactly. um, um, Trump, yeah, the uh, the the aftermath of this too has been, you know, Trump is firing everybody right now, basically. Yeah. Um, he fired. It's not looking the, good for old Trump. No. Um, you know the you know what though, I'm kind of surprised that Mark Meadows hasn't been fired after that whole thing when Trump got COVID and he like kind of told the reporters the truth about mm-hmm. like his condition being. Because remember we had said like yeah this is like once Trump is better like once he's he's done with COVID he's gonna fire yeah. Mark Meadows. I think that if yeah. if Trump had won re-election we would see a lot of major staff changes sure. after that, yeah. probably including Mark Meadows, who's is he his chief of, chief of staff? Chief of staff, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's like fired. very common to change chief of staff after an election, and I definitely think that he would change out Mark Meadows. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, because he fired like the defense secretary like today, I think. Yeah, Esper. Um, Mark Esper. Yeah. Oh, Jesper. Jesper. They call him Jesper. I like. I like his tweet that was just like Mark Esper has been terminated. I would like to thank him for his service. <laughs> we sent the Terminator tweet? after him. He's been terminated. It's been terminated. Dude, he, yeah, he fucking he fired him over Twitter. That's really. That's like a yeah. Basically, I remember it's a pretty ballsy watched- move. He started off the tweet. He started off the tweet by congratulating the person who was taking over the position, and then in like a second, like se- like part of the tweet, he said, uh, "You know, Esper has been terminated." It was just like that. It was just bada bing, bada boom. To, he wanted to thank him for his service, though. <laughs> yeah. No severance Unreal. package. I'm just going to tweet about you. <laughs> um, this is not the first time that Trump has used the media in this way. Um, I guess social media is a bit different, but he did fire somebody at a press conference, didn't he? Was it Comey or was it somebody else? Oh, uh, could be. I'm not sure. He but, like had uh, a press conference and said, this dude is fired, but had never <laughs> actually like sent him any, any notification. Oh, man. That is amazing. Um, let's see. And also, you know, considering... I almost think with him losing, I thought I kind of thought Fauci was going to be gone after the election, no matter what, because Fucking, it's like if he if he lost, which he did, then it would yeah. just be to spite. It would just be kind of to own the libs, like one last totally. thing. But with this, you know, legal um, thing kind of getting ready to play out, he he wants to drum up some of that, you know, some of the public support, right? And if he fires Fauci, that's a good like that's you know some of these bloodthirsty, uh, mm-hmm. you know conservatives would be very excited about that i would think anyway yeah. if, if he decides to do that well probably it'll probably be another indication that he is re- trying to reach for support and that it's, it's totally gone, it's gone bad yeah so you know what i actually it could happen it could be it could happen tomorrow it could happen it could be happening right now he could literally be right drafting the tweet yeah, like the yeah drafted. like that, that could definitely be happening right now because uh yeah, you gotta own the libs. I mean, oh, you yeah. gotta. fucking K- 
Can we talk about how Steve Bannon, long-haired, now Steve Bannon, fucking said that he was gonna, uh, if he was in charge, he would put Dr. Fauci's head on a pike. Oh yeah, baby. At the White House, like as a a a warning to like like fucking public servants. That is like an insane thing to say. Yeah, he's uh. Did he? Didn't he get um? What didn't some people like pull advertising or something after that? I think he ended up. He got kicked off Twitter. That's all I heard. Uh, uh, That's it. It's not that bad. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he has his own show or anything right now. I think he does. Does he? Yeah, yeah. I think it's called like. Or actually, I'm not gonna say the name because I don't want people to look it up. But uh, I'm not gonna plug. I'm not gonna plug for Steve. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm pretty sure he does have a show. that's probably got a probably got a pretty hardcore group of listeners, I would yeah. guess. But yeah. uh, people love that right wing shit. It was like definitely mm-hmm. a a big group of people who who like listen to that shit. Right, we, and I guess we... um, Trump it, Trump might get kicked off of Twitter apparently, like after he's not <laughs> president anymore. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Which I know we we kind of talked about this last week. My thing about yes. censoring people, like I don't I don't really like the idea of doing that. But it, I mean, I'm not gonna like. Yeah, it would be fucking really funny if Trump got kicked off of Twitter. What is he gonna do? What do you think he's gonna do? He's gonna do You think he brings? I was gonna say. Do you think he brings back The Apprentice? No, he's gonna he's gonna have yes. a like a media okay. like a media empire. I think he's gonna bring back The Apprentice. I would like the presidential apprentice. Maybe that's what they call it. Yeah, Dude, I'd I definitely see a TV show in this future. I, I okay, maybe I'm I'm kind of of the of the mindset that he's gonna do like like a like a news network. Like it's gonna be like Trump News. Oh um, yeah, that could be. But wild. at the same time, though, I could see him bringing back the Apprentice as like a part of his rehabilitation project. That he that he will you know be collaborating with like the liberal oh, yeah. and conservative establishment on um, and will be successful. So we all forget um, that he's a giant sack of shit. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they will, they will do it. If Bush can do it, Trump can do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. Bush has a high, I mean, yeah, a higher body count than Trump. Um, so mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bush, it's even gone beyond that. Bush is like, he's like widely like respected. Oh my gosh, yeah, George Bush, he he's such an amazing man. Yeah, Fucking Michelle Obama hugging him, Ellen DeGeneres talking about how they're great friends. Like, yeah, yeah, but what, yeah totally. what was it recently that he was like, he wrote like a letter or like made a post or something and everybody was just like fucking blowing their loads over just it. fawning over him. Yeah, it's so gross. I don't know um, what it was. But, uh, so, you know, like we said, you know, Democrats did kind of get uh, those down ballot races didn't go so hot. Um, lost mm-hmm. lost some seats in the House, um, which sucks. And I, you know, will not. I don't think they're going to get control of the Senate, but it's it's going to end up being close. Um, mm-hmm. They do have a little wiggle room because you know potentially if they got fifty fifty, uh, you know, the vice president could could break a tie. Yeah. But uh, exactly. Um, I- one thing I think that's important to note here is that candidates who ran on Medicare for all, even in districts that leaned Republican, 
uh, one. Um, right. Not, not everywhere, but in a lot of really significant races across the country. So I think that's, that's worth reflecting on. Very important to point out. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, uh, oh, one more ahead. example of this is that Florida voted for a $15 minimum wage and they also voted for Trump. Exactly. I think it's just interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, someone had kind of, I, I had seen someone kind of point that out and they said, like, basically, the Democrats made the election about being a repudiation of Trump rather than being a repudiation of Trump and the Republicans who are the same. Like, we have to yeah. get that through our heads that this is, that Trump is just, has been a vessel for the Republican agenda entirely, right? And now Biden will be. Um, and now, yeah, and now Biden will be, um, or at least you know. But what what where I'm at, um, just trying. What I'm what I am going to be working on is hoping is and and be hopeful of is that that's that's like my idea is to prevent that from happening, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the only that's the only way that Biden wins in 2024, or that you know Harris wins running for him or whatever. That's the only way Democrats win in 2024, and in 2022, right? Is is if because they don't have they won't be able to get any any kind of bold progressive stuff done other than what can be done you know through executive orders, right? Um, but what they can what they can do is is present themselves as a, as an effective barrier between you know basically the American people and. Uh, the Republican agenda, right? You know, we're the only ones stopping them from doing this, this, and this, right? Um, which is important. Nah. It's it's good if you can do that. Well, I mean, no, yeah, that, that they're literally just holding you hostage at that point. Well, yes, but if they say that we're the only ones that can do this, and and the only way that we that we can get anything done is if you know is if people show up in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four, right? Um, but at the, least they're always be... going to keep kicking the can. Like nothing's ever going to change if the well, okay, like, but always, what's, oh, like worry about that election, that fucking election, that election. But what's but what's the alternative? Is that they just we we they just do the uh, they just go through with the Republican agenda, which I'm not saying is no. not likely. I know it's likely, no. but no, it's, I mean definitely not that. I think that like you know yeah like it would be great if Democrats won. But like what is really important is mobilizing outside of electoral politics because that's actually what makes Democrats do what we want them to do. Sure, but okay, but I'm talking about within the confines of if we wanted if we wanted to see, you know, a, not have a Republican president in twenty twenty four again, which is probably gonna be Trump. That's that's That'd what be, I'm talking it's not about. Gonna, I, don't, I don't think Trump's gonna run again if he lose if like he's done here. Like, he's oh, I don't. So. I I don't I think know he about will. that. I, I think, think he, he will. will. I, yeah, I think he will just just, just for the sake of doing it. Just because we'll can. see. We'll see. He, um, he, he's a very spiteful man. I mean, he's gonna and and any kind of defeat or humiliation, like when Obama, like that time Obama like roasted him at that um that White House correspondence dinner. Yeah, that 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 sticks with him. Um, yeah, I'm just I, talking about yeah. the the what we can what what we can try the best thing we could try to do with a you know a, having a Democrat as president and having you know a Republican yeah. Congress. So um, so what I'll, what I'll say about this is that like 
you know, the Democrats nearly lost this election. It would be great if the Democrats won all three branches of government because they actually campaigned really hard on, like, really good ideas that were popular with people and had, like, a really good organized uh, ground game and everything. But they don't have that. Um, And so they're going to fucking lose, right? And so, like, well, you know, not really. Like, even if they, like, if they are in the minority, then their fundraising goes up. So this kind of, like, doesn't really matter too much for them, you know? So this is like kind of my thing where it's like, yeah, would it be preferable for the Democrats to win? Yeah. Have I attempted to work for Democratic campaigns? Uh, yeah. Uh, and actually, I did work for a Democratic campaign uh, in Seattle. But, you know, it's like, should we should we get our, our own personal emotional state tied up in the success and failure of the Democrats? I think absolutely not because they're going to just leave you high and dry. I mean, I think especially with Biden is not necessarily the most gung ho, you know, person that we could have in charge. No. And, and I don't think, I mean, yeah, obviously he's not. And I'm, and I, you know, I'm saying that, you know, he's, you know, it's quite possible and probably likely that he's going to end up, you know, negotiating everything and the Republican agenda is still going to go through very much the same as it has the past four years but you know at the same time the democrats uh you know stopping the republican agenda it Mm -hmm. you know me being invested in that happening is not gonna is not gonna hinder any other you know organizing that goes outside goes on outside of electoral politics and you know i gotta say what's going on inside of electoral politics is still going to affect everybody um, so I, I am still interested in, you know, trying to push them. And I would still like to have, you know, kind of these like some of these like progressive groups like the Sunrise Movement, um, you know, and like unions, et cetera, pushing the Biden administration on, you know, to to do things like, you know, uh, you know, make better uh, appointees to the National Labor Relations Board. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do, do what they can be. Okay. So like, you know, the affordable care act is probably going to go away. See how quickly we can maybe get them to do something to like mitigate the absolute fucking disaster that's going to happen yeah. after that goes away. I mean, so Completely. there's still, I, what I'm saying is there's still a lot of power. I mean, you know, let's be honest, pretty much all the power is still, at least at this yeah. point is there. Um, at least I think that's a good point, but yeah, I mean, I'd like just like to that, that bit that you were saying, uh, the point that I was trying to make was that it is through those things like Sunrise Movement, labor union organizing, like that kind of shit is actually what's going to allow us to make a big difference. That's what's going right. to allow us I, to actually I, make these people make good on their promises. Or the combination I, I, right. I totally I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying I just I just was kind of wanting to point out, though, that if, you know, if, you know, Biden does just kind of negotiate with the Republicans and and ultimately let their agenda go through, that the Democrats will lose in 2022 and the Republicans will will probably pick up like a handful of Senate seats and probably take control of the House. Right. Um, We fucking they blew a historic opportunity for actual change. Yeah, they, they totally did. Um, and, and yeah, no, TJ, like you pointed out, no, he's not gung-ho about being a progressive. I mean, he's the exact opposite of, of being gung-ho about a progressive part of, I mean, the reason why, and, and Meg, Megan Day points this out in her, her, her Jackman piece that came out uh, last week, which is that, you know, part of the reason why the, the Obama campaign chose Biden to be the vice president was that he was seen as like kind of like a moderating um, oh, yeah. 
force and he and because because obama was seen as as being actually like you know a a change candidate right yeah. um and, and they needed to Biden get a lot of those famously a democrat with republican values yeah exactly and and very very critical of like you know populism and like you know yeah. like class class war or whatever you want to call it yeah he's um, like oh we're all americans even <laughs> your fucking boston landlord and shit like yeah yeah prison that's, guard and that's what uh that's what he came out and said in his speech the other night basically too um which is oh, that you know damn. we gotta yeah. you know i'm uh I fucking <laughs> It's the it's the most annoying platitude, which is like I'm. What what is his thing that he always says? Like I'm gonna be the president of not just oh, red states but blue yeah. states, and like all this even dumb. Off, even if you're my opposition, you're not my enemy, and like things yeah. like that. Oh my god! Restore yeah. the soul of America. <laughs> well, uh, and that's the thing too, though, is because he really doesn't see the Republicans as enemies. He just sees oh, them no. as like it's just a yin and yang situation. We gotta have both, and you know the Republicans are no. are good. They're all got, they've Biden, all got good intentions. Come on, Biden dude. believes in all in all this white supremacy shit. It's, he oh, yeah. he's saying that we need a fucking strong Republican Party, the same as Nancy Pelosi is saying it. Oh um, my god. Which is fucking insane, which is the most disheartening thing in the world is means like it just goes to show that they are never going to actually try to fight the Republicans because really they understand that they need them if they don't actually want to do anything. And and I and I agree with that. I I I 100 percent agree with that that assessment, I guess, like. What I was saying is er earlier is basically the best thing that we can hope for. And in terms of my um, any, whatever I have invested in electoral politics over the next two years or over the next four years will be saying, Biden, why are you let, why are you letting them pass? Uh, why are you letting them privatize social security? What's going on? Why is this happening? Um, you know, and, and why are you letting them pass another bill that gives substantial tax cuts to the top 1%, right? That's the kind of thing mm -hmm. that, and you know, um, we'll see i guess we'll we'll mm -hmm. see we'll see what happens um yeah and you know and, 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 and one good thing one good thing too is that if so at least what we, what we do have kind of is, is that the republicans do not have um like a two-thirds they won't have enough for like a two-thirds majority to overrule like a president a presidential veto right mm -hmm. so in that sense you know pressure can be applied to biden to use you know to use the veto power and if he doesn't um, we, after pressure is applied, then you know that'll give that'll give us a hint of uh, of exactly what kind of power what we're able to exercise in electoral politics. And if it's nothing, which which it could very well be, then then that's the way that then that's how it is. And I won't be surprised, right? Totally. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, and we'll see. Uh, you know, yeah, we'll have to wait. And, and see. I'm not hopeful. No, and, and so and so what I'm saying though too is that basically. Um, if they lose in 2022 and uh, 2024, like a repeat of the 2010 midterms with with Obama Biden, right? Yeah. If that happens, it's it's on them, right? Because they had the ability they had the ability to stop the Republican agenda. Um, yeah, and and if they don't, then that then that means that yeah. And what are people going to say? Well, yeah, I guess it really doesn't fucking matter that Biden won and Trump lost, right? Because the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. ended up happening anyway. 
fucking 100 percent you know and like we're gonna see like biden i think is gonna like issue some executive orders but nowhere near enough and he's nowhere gonna be nowhere near radical enough with with wielding that power and so the republicans are gonna serve as a convenient excuse for four years which is really unfortunate um it in what was billed as their victory speech kamala harris said um uh quote we have elected a president who represents the best of us which i thought was mm-hmm. absolutely striking and to touch on i guess what really freaks me out most about this kind of messaging uh is the their insistence too that we have chosen honesty over lies by choosing joe biden <laughs> a man who has lied about like being in uh standing in solidarity with nelson mandela during (laughs) anti-apartheid struggles in south africa who lied about like integrating lunch counters in delaware it's just like (laughs) come on man like recently come on man (laughs) come on man come on jack totally yeah yep yep we've uh you know, there's a lot of talk right now too about you know Kamala being the first uh, the first woman vice president and uh, first you know boss fight. It, <laughs> it's uh, it's you know at the at the symbolic level it's it's a good thing. Um, similar to how Obama being the first black president was a was a good thing at the symbolic level. At the same time. Um, it did not get rid of racism. Um, they they did a few things. They changed some uh, some sentencing guidelines. I remember for like the the uh, crack the like powder mm-hmm. versus crack cocaine uh, discrepancy, which you mm-hmm. know that was good. Um, yeah. So you know, Obama some things... established some like uh, marine wildlife reserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. But you know the uh, the I banks that gave sure. you know subprime mortgage. Uh, they gave subprime mortgages uh, disproportionately to families of color. You know, none of them went to jail, right? Um, people still got screwed over during the automakers. Uh, the financial crisis. Yeah. The uh, oh wait, what about the automakers? Sorry. So there was the uh, auto industry collapse in in 2009 as well, wasn't it? Um, and like he could have prosecuted the uh, auto industry execs or made them do something yeah. different. And so they bailed him out too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we do kind of have to stop looking to um, just having um, people from marginalized groups be, uh, you know, representatives in politics. Um, we have to stop kind of looking to that as something that's going to actually like fundamentally alter these systems of oppression yeah. that are, extremely important right um yeah yeah it, 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 can. it would be great what do you say tj i just said it's more than identity politics yeah yeah like you know like i like politics is about a lot of things it's about power and a person's identity can can matter a huge amount in how oh, that sure. is exercised which is good you know it's a good thing to recognize that but mm. if we look to like certain identities as being like qualifications for being a good leader or whatever, like we're really opening ourselves up to be taken advantage of, like we see time and time again, 
like cynically taken advantage of by Democrats. Exactly. Yeah. And, and looking at how, how power functions too, we have to, you know, and I know we've talked about this a lot on, on the show at this point is like, we have to consider the way that power uses people from, you know, marginalized groups in, in positions of, you know, representation to obfuscate, you know, material reality, basically. Yeah. Yes, um, without a doubt. Which is something that, you know, that's one of the main things that I personally would like to get, you know, that's like one of the main like things that I see as like a project is getting, you know, more of like kind of liberals to understand that, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, and to understand that the if you're just doing surface level identity politics or representation politics, literally anybody can use that. Right. Um, You know, you know, Amy Coney Barrett is a girl boss. If you wanted to, if you wanted to just use that metric of identity. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like the rights understanding of identity is like cynical, but it's, it's effective because a lot of people that are supposedly on the left, you know, like quote unquote, like fucking the Dems and whatnot, they don't really have a, a, a good analysis of race because that would involve a good analysis of class and mm. uh, our history and capitalism. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can't do that, you know? You can't critically look at capitalism. No. <laughs> no you don't want to do that. You don't, you don't want to do that. That's a whole can of worms. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, there was, okay, I want to get back to this. Uh, this this these democrats in the senate though this thing did you guys see this where it was on it was on twitter and it was leaked it was like a politico thing that um schumer there was this letter where schumer had said that they that the dems needed to address like student loan debt forgiveness and like a 15 dollar minimum wage um it did yeah which i was i was a little surprised seeing that someone had pointed out that schumer's worried worried about getting primaried which could be that could be it um, yeah. that would be the most logical dude totally yeah I you know there have been a lot of I don't and this is another rabbit hole there, I, but I've seen a lot of cynical AOC takes lately have you yeah. guys have you noticed yeah. that I, yeah for sure I've, I've, you know you see it from time to time I think that people one people hate on her because she is in office and that's whatever um right i think there are a lot of people who are frustrated because they think that people think that she's like a revolutionary figure and she is not a revolutionary figure you know she's cool like i like aoc but she is she's working within the system mm-hmm. you know um totally and that's you know that's whatever that's cool just like don't expect her to do stuff that's not that yeah right? of course Right. Yeah. 100%. Um, I think that she's, I I do also think she's one of the only people in Congress who actually has normal people's interest at heart. And I guess like, I don't know if that makes me naive, but, but, but I actually do believe that she like cares about normal people, you know? I agree Um, completely. Like, I think that she has actually shown a lot of character. And I think that when it comes down to it, she's, she's looking out for, for us. Right. Yeah, I I think so too. And then there's like a hand. There's you know a handful of other people in in the in Congress that I that I kind of feel the same way about. But this uh, this need to constantly um, 
be like dragging her though. And, and like, yeah, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if for people who have, you know, who have totally abandoned the idea of like electoral politics, it makes sense because, uh, yeah, no, she's not a revolutionary, but you know, she's trying to get us on the path to social democracy, which would not be a bad thing and which would absolutely be better terrain for the organized left, you know, the, you know, the extra institutional left to be, yeah. you know, or at least the, you know, outside of Congress, right. To yeah. be, you know, operating within, right. Um, the thing is, and- I say AOC isn't a revolutionary. She could be, uh, what she's advocating for right now are not revolutionary positions. However, exactly. I think you, you raise a really good point, Tyler, that like they are, they'd be really helpful towards <laughs> realizing like a revolutionary political so. uh, system, you know? Yeah, um, totally. Like being, in that direction. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think, I actually do think that, um, you know, having things like, um, universal health care and, um, you know, paid family leave and like, you know, a, a higher minimum wage and maybe like, you know, a, a really high like top marginal tax rate, like like something that she had been talking about a while ago after she got elected. Right. Those things to me. Um, and I, I'm sure that there are like a lot of Marxists who would disagree with this. But to me, those things actually could be um can can well definitely feasible but also conducive to you know getting towards a more class conscious society which right now we do not have um yeah. rich people are extremely class conscious but everyone else tends not to be or at least you know i i would say that you know maybe they're like a lot of like the the petty the petty bourgeois definitely are class conscious right like the business owners yeah. and stuff and they they tend to vote their interest but they're, they're you know, once people in see, a very like superficial way, I would say, yeah, sure. It, but once people see that, like you know, under a social democratic government, that they can actually you know get real benefits from, and it can actually dramatically improve their lives, um, you know, which is something that kind of, we haven't really had since the New Deal, I would say. Um, and, and at least since like, you know, there was the New Deal and then there was an era that followed that that was very prosperous and people still kind of had that understanding. But, you know, once, you know, we had neoliberalism start to kind of set in and, you know, people's union jobs started to go away, whether it was, you know, through globalization, right? Um, mm-hmm. That started to go away. And we really don't, we really don't have that right now. And I know that, I think, Justin, we had talked about this thing of like where, you know, we have this thing where we, when, when Americans think about freedom, we think about, um, we tend to think of it in terms of freedom too, right? Which is really important. But, you know, the, the New Deal and the Roosevelt era, kind of one of the things that they were trying to stress was the idea of freedom from, right? And this thing about like freedom from poverty, things like that, right? Which, which actually affords you a lot of freedoms too, if that makes sense as well, right? I mean, um, it's the only like actual, in my opinion, um, the only reasonable reading of any of the rights that are guaranteed us by law, because sure, yeah, like you know, you can say equal access to like a, a life, liberty, and the pursuit, like pursuit of happiness, right? What the fuck does that mean? You know, like yeah, it, it doesn't mean I, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything if you don't have money. 
right? So, yeah, exactly. And, you know, am I was I enjoying my rights when I was working, you know, fifty hours a week, fifty five hours a week on, uh, exactly. you know, a farm and like not sleeping or eating enough, like exactly, yeah. Um, you know, fuck no. Like, was I was I you know exercising my rights, you know, to to a, to a healthy, happy life when? I was spending like 80% of my money towards my rent. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Know? And that's part of the thing. And, and, and whether it's intentional or whether it's just like a, it's just a feature of the system of capitalism, which I would, I would say the latter is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we were to address some of these, you know, some of these things that, that people are dealing with where they're working, because some people are, you know, a lot of people are working more than 40 hours a week, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are, are, you know, you know, scraping by. If you can get people out of that position, they start to think about other things, right? That, yeah. and, and that's part of that. That's part of the thing that, you know, um, it's possible that this system will just be overthrown. And that would be good. Or, you know, yeah, it could happen. It could be a thing where we, um, you know, social democracy happens and then people see that, you know, the state can actually do good things for you if it's, you know, um, managed properly. Right. And if, you know, and, and it requires social change too, obviously, yes. and cultural change. But uh, definitely. Know. We'll see. I think I think you raised some really really good points. I think that like another thing that we have to consider uh, about this is that I think some people mistakenly believe that if things get even worse for the poor, that that's going to be a benefit for like their like radicalization. Dude, um, I I cannot I could not agree with you more. Yeah, which like, I think is it, yeah, like I you know. I get it. I get where they're coming from, but I just don't think they could be more wrong, you know, like, um, exactly. yeah, totally. Like, like, yeah, that's definitely going to radicalize people. But if we want people to actually be politically active, we need to make sure they can maintain housing stability and shit. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, and- first step. That's it. Yep. And it's like, yeah, maybe if it were like enough people, if it were like, if it were like literally like ninety five percent of the people who half of America like lost their homes tomorrow, then right. we might see a revolution, and that would be interesting. But you know, right. I think but also like kind of kind of touching on the other point that you made, Tyler, is that um, a revolution in and of itself is not necessarily a good thing. You know, I think that right. we, if Trump has shown us anything, that it's like fascist coup is really not. There are no safeguards in place to protect that, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah, I agree, definitely. Yeah. Um, and um, so the uh, yeah, the it's gonna be fucking interesting to see. Definitely, um, to see if society gets overthrown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. We'll 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 uh, update you next week about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, we'll definitely talk about it. No, um, I I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's happening anytime no. soon. And that's why I do want there to be like, I want the left to be involved in organizing both, you know, outside of politics and also within politics, since that is yeah. where that is where a lot of this, like, you know, a, a lot of discourse <laughs> and, a lo- and a lot of power obviously still yes. is and remains. And, you know, and and so I want there to be influence there. 
but uh, definitely i think lennon yeah. has had a good point about um the effect the potential for mass politics which is that it's a mm-hmm. huge media spectacle and it gets a lot of attention and it's a great way to disseminate information and to kind of touch on what we were talking about a minute ago if there is going to be a successful worker revolution say for example what you're going to need to, in order to achieve that and in order to achieve a revolution that's going to actually look good in my mind, right? And like, what's well, what's actually going to be something that's going to work for people? Um, it's going to need to be the result of mass political education. Uh, totally, I, I totally. Think this is something that that uh, you know Huey Huey Newton said all the damn time, which is that like you have to you have to educate people, right? You have to like like really give people the tools to understand the larger things you're talking about if you want them to go and like use them in their daily lives so totally it has to be a necessary component of our of our and, organizing and i you know personally i i i'm not opposed to the idea of a of a third part of a real third party um you know mm-hmm. working on that as a project i think that that's really something that we should be doing and like you know you mentioned lenin and like that was part of his thing too is like he was not of the the mindset that like the left should just stay or that like you know communists or socialists or whatever should stay out of electoral politics he said that we should be involved in that we should be involved in that in terms, but with our own party, right? There's, there should be like, it, there should be an independent party. There should um, be a communist party. Right. Yeah. Which there oh, is. And I was actually, I was trying to see when the last time the communist part, the USA communist party, like ran a, uh, a presidential candidate. And it's actually mm-hmm. been quite a while, unfortunately. Yeah. There should be like a, an active yeah. communist party. Not necessarily called that. But... Yeah. I right. Say, I feel like when you use that, like, People, there's so many misconceptions that yeah definitely. about about what tj about like communism and like what america has like taught everyone that dude, what communism is dude yeah absolutely and that's like part of the project right is like getting people to understand like what these things mean and like that yeah you know they haven't necessarily been recognized um to like uh, to like their fullest form or to their like intended form but also you know keep in mind that like every time that literally any country ever has tried to do so you know there's been like cia interference right and like or or you know interference from from just you know broadly speaking from western uh countries right um from the most powerful countries in the world you know that that was the yeah. project, or that is the that is the Cold War project, and it's still it's still happening, right? Um, I mean, look at you know in terms of it, when we were talking about Bolivia a couple of weeks ago, right? It's like even when mm-hmm. they when they do when they try to do social democracy, oh um, my fucking god! Not... <laughs> what? Like, I I need to read some um uh, some of the like quotes from this. New York Times article about Bolivia, but sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, just that, like, even even when a when a third world or Latin American country anywhere, when they try to do social democracy, um, if the U.S. has a chance to involve itself and and thwart that, then then it will, right? Um, you know. And and there are you know, there are successful examples of social democracy in, yeah. um, like Scandinavian countries, right? That we often point mm-hmm. to, 
um, yep. those are allowed to where those are allowed to happen and to to go on. But uh, you know, their their systems are often under attack too um, from within their own country. Yeah. But the thing is, like you know, like a lot of those systems are not particularly radical. Um, no, they're yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, and that's, I think that's definitely. Part yeah, I think I think it's a big part of it. Another big part is that the people that uh, we're talking about are white. Um, yeah, no, that's I. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're not. Um, yeah, no, that's yeah. And to, like touch on like you know to be to to be sympathetic and kind of like hear out like a, I think a pretty valid Marxist like uh, Leninist critique of political system. Um, is that like uh, you really, really your ultimate goal is to g- get people to recognize like their class interests and what they're doing. And so by allowing Biden and the Democrats to appear to be working in people's class interests, like we could actually be unwittingly um, getting people to like support their own demise. So yes. I that is really really a valid critique that we should we should definitely like heed i i agree um i also think that um you know people have been debating this thing about whether trump is a fascist and and or not or whatever and you know i would i would i would say that trump was trump is not a fascist but there were a lot of like you know fascist tendencies within Mm -hmm. the administration and a lot and and you know I mean, come on, like he literally started out, he literally kicked off his campaign by talking about like, you know, uh, you know, um, Mexicans being like rapists and shit. Like, I mean, that was like literally the, the foundation of the campaign was like othering people. Right. Um, and that's, you know, that's a huge part of fascism and then all the, you know, all the nationalism and stuff too. So like, let's not, okay. Yeah, fine. No, he's not a fascist, but, um, I, I, I think that, you know, having, you know, a milk toast, you know, um, neoliberal administration is going to be easier terrain to fight on than having this proto-fascist thing. Right. I, I, I hear. Yeah. I think that he, I think it's, it's still fair to call him a fascist. I've heard some leftists like criticizing like liberals and stuff for calling him a fascist. And I think that actually, um, this is something that, that my lefties get wrong. I think, um, if like you know, well, not, not not all of them, right? A lot of leftists would say that Trump is a fascist because he is, and if he were more competent, he would be He's more effective. Fascist. Well, you know, yeah. you know, I guess, I guess, like, fascism. I guess one thing I I think about with that is like, one example would be I think that if Trump did really want to do fascism and like stay in power and maybe actually like call off the election, he would have seized on the coronavirus pandemic thing and actually like taken it really seriously and said like everybody needs to lock down and I'm just going to send everybody money that I I actually think that 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 would have been more along the lines of like what he would have wanted to do to gain like sort of um, legitimacy and like um really like affection from people right that you know a fascist would kind of want to seize on a crisis like that but for him what makes him seem more what makes it seem more like he's just kind of a neoliberal president is that he basically wanted to just let everybody die and and to keep the economy you know uh working right um 
So, th- but that's the thing. It's like, it's debatable, right? Because what I was saying, he definitely does have fascist tendencies. There's no, yeah. there's no debating that, right? And you don't need to get all like, stupid liberals think Trump is a fascist. Like, you don't need yeah, to do that yeah. because no, there are real legitimate concerns about like his rhetoric and, and a lot of yeah. his policies too, right? Um, totally. But I also I'm, am sympathetic. I, I am also sympathetic to the point of like, yeah, maybe if we call this fascism and then actual fascism happens, we might be like really surprised and and realize later that oh, that was just that was just neoliberal neoliberalism with uh, yeah. a little extra um, a little extra sauce little going salt. on. Yeah, a little extra salt. <laughs> yeah, I, totally. I think that like you know this offers up an interesting question, which is where is the line between fascism and neoliberalism? I don't totally. think it's a neat line. Uh, no, I, yeah, line. I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, totally. did you have something to read from the uh, the New York Times thing you said? I do. I do have um, have that right here, real quick. So, I, I wanted to say uh, that um, I think the last episode I came off as a little pro censorship. So, I want to. I want to. Just, uh, oh, just deal with that. he's addressing the controversy that everyone's been Real asking us quick. about. Yeah, I want to I want to re re uh, yeah relitigate this slightly. Um, oh, okay. j- just to say just to say that um, like I don't I don't think censorship is a good thing, but I think that the point that I was trying to make is that we need to we can't expect like tech companies to censor things for us in a way that we are going to want them to. Right. If we we can have an argument about what kind of stuff we might want to censor, do we want to censor hate speech? I think those are all like things that we should talk about. But are companies going to do that in a way that's good? No. Like, doesn't need to be democratized in order for that to be done in a good way? Yes. And so, like, until that point, I'm kind of like, whatever. They're going to censor anyway. So, we'll we'll defeat us about it, maybe. Well, uh, uh, we we appreciate you clearing that up, Justin. I've been getting a lot <laughs> yeah, of uh, a lot of people in my DMs about that. Hey, what's going on with Justin? Is he pro? Is is Justin a lib? Is Justin <laughs> yeah, pro censorship? So I'm a lib. Um, to touch on the New York Times story that you're talking about, Tyler. The uh, so this one that came out today, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, it came out today. Um. It's titled Eva Morales returns to Bolivia to cheers and worries. Subheading supporters rush to welcome the divisive former president back from exile. Divisive former president. And his party is back in power, but the country's new leaders have kept their distance. Um, I would just like to point out, too, that like, uh, what was it? This week was uh, when Jeremy Corbyn got kicked out of the Labour Party in the uk right um like this is this is the kind of shit that allows them to happen right like this kind of like like information laundering um definitely and it's you know we've seen the media's response to to corbin being ousted by the labor party this sort of like wishy-washy like oh i don't know like you know anti-semitism though it's like you right. know the analysis is not actually where it needs to be to have. Like, we should we should have a conversation about anti-Semitism because um, it's a really big issue 
and it's something that we we really really should talk more about because I think that people don't really understand it very well. But it is it is not what people say it is. Criticism of Israel is not anti-Semitism just on its face. That's should not be where our discourse is. Yeah, and that's basically um, all of the anti-Semitism discourse that exists at this point, at least on the American right, is yeah. uh, centers around Israel pretty much 100% of the time, right? Which is that um, if you're talking about the, uh, you know, um, wanting to do like a BDS type movement, a boycott, divest, sanctions movement against Israel for their treatment of the Palestinians, you know, for... Um, administering a, um, an apartheid state, like let's be honest about what it is, right? Mm-hmm. That that means that you are anti-Semitic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and that's that's why basically the this these accusa- accusations of anti-Semitism um, pretty much are only used at this point against the left, right? Because oh, yeah. it's people it's people who are willing to be critical of Israel, and you know, uh, it was a couple years now, a, c- a couple years ago now, it was Ilhan Omar, and they were, and it was like Chelsea Clinton tweeting about you know how you know Ilhan Omar was being anti-Semitic, and they all wanted to come after this woman, and it wasn't because they thought that they were concerned about anti-Semitism; it was because they didn't like her agenda, and part of the agenda that they didn't like was her being you know being ready to criticize Israel, but also. I think what, what even more importantly, what it was was just her generally her economic agenda, right? Being a part of this yep. project to bring social democracy um, to a to a country that you know is uh, or you know to a political system that is totally hostile to it, right? Um, so whatever mm-hmm. smear you can throw at that person or those people, um, you know, you're going to want to employ that, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly fucking right. Yeah. It's just yeah. Like... It's really, really disgusting. What yeah. uh, are we would do? Are we ready to wrap it up, you guys? I think Probably. we are. I, I want to read a couple of um, couple of quotes from this this article real quick. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also just say that you know, like Tyler, I completely agree, and you know, there's. Um, there's one thing that we find is that people like Bernie Sanders, people like Jeremy Corbyn, uh, Ilhan Omar, like they're going to spit, you know, like a lot of people in power are going to spit in these people's faces, you know, if given the opportunity. Yep. Um, totally. The only have way to that delegitimize actually... them. What's yeah. that? They, they have to delegitimize them. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. That's right. Like you won't, you will very, very rarely hear people disagree with Ilhan Omar on policy right. because they can't be their own policy. No. Um, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Right wingers, uh, anyway, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, Definitely. so fucking bonkers. Um, okay. So a couple, couple quotes from this, uh, this article. Few in Bolivia believe that Mr. Morales, one of the most successful Latin American politicians of his generation, and who is still adored by a large part of the country's indigenous majority, will stick to his stated plans of cultivating grassroots union leaders and farming trout. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no shit. Um, give me one second. Yeah, they have to just like make it seem like his whole like his whole return is going to be like extremely cynical and dishonest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. 
Oh, it's fu- it's yeah. so fucking gross. Um, yeah. Oh, here Did we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his decision to run for a fourth term in office in October 2019 backfired after the vote's validity was called into question. <laughs> Bolivians poured into the streets in protests and security forces withdrew their support. I think that is a pretty fucking rosy reimagining yeah. of a coup. Well, um, they yeah. don't call it the they don't call it the failing New York Times for nothing. <laughs> hey man, I'm withdrawing my support for not murdering you if you don't stop being president. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta cancel my subscription. Yeah, exactly. Really bonkers. Like, yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, I definitely canceled my subscription to the New York Times out of disgust a long time ago. But oh yeah, that would have been a long time ago. Yeah. Actually, sure. it could have been. It could have been whenever. I mean, you know, sometimes there'll be a, a piece in there that's good, right? I mean, it's yeah. It's like a lot of newspapers where sometimes there'll be a, something that's really There's important. And, and there are people who, who work. They're uh, good who, journalists. Who, who, exactly. Yeah. There's some editorial or op-ed people who, who, who do a good job and stuff. But uh, I mean, they, they have consistently backed um, the U.S. imperial agenda yeah. for over a hundred years. Right. I mean, like, you know, yeah. so. Both at home, uh, you know, at home and abroad, like, you know, at exactly. home with. Jim Crow laws and Japanese internment and native genocide and then abroad with war and genocide and 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 like Hitler and stuff. And yeah, fucking <laughs> Hitler. Yeah, like literally articles like praising Hitler and deferring to Hitler. Yeah, like, yeah definitely. Um, okay, can we? Uh, wh- where can people find the show? You guys, we've got Spotify. Hit the follow button. Give it a listen on Spotify. Where else? Apple Podcasts. That's right. Apple Podcasts at Sheeple's Army. Um, You can also find us on Twitter at at Sheeple's Army Pod, which is great. Um, Hit us up on Twitter if you have an idea for an episode or a topic you want to hear us cover. You can also listen to us on uh, Apple Music and make sure to uh, like and subscribe TJ said that, Justin. Did you? Yeah, our fucking that, yeah. set that, bro. Oh, fuck. That, bro. Well, make sure you really do that, all right? <laughs> Wait, how many, how, many, how many stars do you want to leave on Apple Music, you guys? Uh, I think five, uh, yeah. This was a five. You want to <laughs> yes, leave a review? You want to leave a review, yes. Um, you want to be a review? Review. If you give us five stars but leave a bad review, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's funny. And if it's funny enough, we'll send you a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, l- like, uh, it, um, we're going to be on Twitch more too. So uh, definitely you're going to want to do Sheeple's Army Pod on Twitch. I, we might even be on Twitch this week. It's possible. I think it's just, yeah, I know you're right. Sheeple's Army Pod. Yeah, I think uh, we ought to be on this week. And we have uh, a couple of videos that are up there now. So if you haven't That's seen right. those yet and you're looking for, for some more post-election coverage, you can you can find it there. Definitely. Um, but for this week, uh, that is going to do it. And we will see everybody next week. Peace, y'all. Mm-hmm.